0: Hello everyone and welcome to my podcast uh, Healthy Alternatives and uh, today I'm your host Dr. Christine Sauer and today I have on my podcast Martin Ettington, an engineer. He was a business in business for 30 years and he wrote 30 books about health and wellness, spirituality and he is the founder of the Personal Longevity Programme. Welcome to my podcast, Marty, and I'm honored to have you on my show. Tell me a little bit about your life, how you came, who you be, and what you're doing.
1: Thank you, Christine. Enjoyed being here. So um, my background I usually describe as a two-track life. In my traditional life, I became an engineer, worked in business, as you said, for 35 years, mostly in information technology some other areas too. In my other life, I learned to meditate when I was 19, had many spiritual experiences, joined different spiritual groups, had lots of uh, interesting things. And uh, in 2008, I was curious about writing a book on a uh, question that I'd heard, or a claim that I'd heard by Indian yogis. They claim they could live hundreds of years, which is a pretty weird claim. I don't know if you've ever heard that claim.
0: Yes, I heard about it, but I would never believed that it was true.
1: Okay. So I, I did a lot of research on the internet and books I read and people I talked to around the country who are longevity specialists. And I found to my amazement, there were people all over the world with good records, church records, government records, um, books written about them, videos, who were living into their mid-100s and even older. The oldest person I found who seemed to be pretty verifiable was a, a, a person from China named Lai ching Young who lived to 256 years old. Wow. So, so this convinced me that there must be some truth to the claims of long-lived people. And there's even videos out there on the internet of people alive today who have these, these incredible claims of longevity. So I I thought, if that's true, and I was believing that was true, and I still do from all the information I'd found, how was that possible? And the uh, hypothesis I came up with was that there was some integration between spirit, mind, and body, which helps people live longer and happier. And uh, as a result of that, I started doing some uh, presentations. This was all part-time at the time. Uh, to groups, and I did a weekend workshop with some friends, and I got more and more into it. And the more people I met who were in this focus of longevity, uh, the more I felt my anecdotal opinion was validated. Not saying, you can't validate the spirit scientifically; that's um, that's impossible. But a lot of these people in health and wellness believe the same thing. Mm-hmm. So over several years of learning and talking to people. That's when I came up with my 10 principles of personal longevity. I don't know if you've seen those, Christine, on my website.
0: Yes, I've seen them. I've read them. And I must say I like them very much. Why don't you tell us a little bit about each of them? Because they are very true. And let me, let me say uh, ahead of time that I believe if you follow all of those principles, that will truly live up to your genetic most age.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate you saying that. So the whole concept behind the 10 principles was, first of all, people like a series of steps. You know, there's what, yes. 10 steps for uh, alcoholics and 10 steps for a lot of other things. So I figured 10 was a good number. It could be <laughs> divided up differently. But the main thing I was trying to illustrate to people is that there are a lot of non-physical elements to our our beings which have a great impact on our health. Most most people out there, whether it's in science, studying longevity, or health coaches, really focus on things like diet and exercise and, and uh, weight. And those are important, but to me, from all my experience and the people I talked to and the research I did, there seem to be a lot of non-physical factors that may even be more important. Yeah. So I'll, I'll ta- tell you what some of those factors are. First of all, um, life purpose. I, I made my first principle about the longevity of real, real people because I wanted to open people's minds up about that. But the second thing I came up with was that if you really want to live a long time, you need to have purpose and goals in your life which are relevant to your stage in life. People that don't have those purpose and goals – really start to deteriorate and fall apart. And when they're younger, it happens somewhat. But certainly when people are older and more sedentary, if they don't have a purpose and goal in their life, that can lead to their death very quickly. So one of the, the second principle I put was that having a purpose and goal in life, or multiple goals, was a critical aspect of people's um, motivation to live. Um, Another area I had was about their subconscious beliefs. Uh, We're programmed to believe that we're going to go through different stages in our life and then die. That we go through childhood, uh, teenage life, adult, and then we go to retire and expect to die. (laughs) And one of the things that really bothers me about our society is uh, out here in Los Angeles, we have a large cemetery company that advertises on the radio, you're getting up there in your 50s and 60s, it's time to come in and buy a plot. Mm-hmm. So they're really going after the whole idea that people expect they're going to die in their probably 70s and 80s. so' I found our,
0: that when people expect to die, they actually do.
1: Yes, yes, because that affects our whole lives, what, what we believe. So mm-hmm. trying to re- reprogram ourselves is an important concept to reprogram ourselves to believe that we can live longer, healthier lives. Another area is our spiritual connection. Again, something that you can't prove scientifically or disprove scientifically. But through my experience, I found that it was a key component of who we are. And when I talk about a spiritual connection, I'm not talking about any religion. I purposely try and be religiously neutral. But I'm talking about deep prayer or meditation or just somebody communing with nature.
0: Yes, that, it's all the same. Yes,
1: by, by just connecting with those higher aspects of themselves, I believe they kind of bring a blueprint of health down into their physical body. And you'll, the, my studies of long-lived people, and I did write a book about uh, four long-lived uh, cultures around the world, most of the people in those cultures and individuals that I found records about have some type of spiritual belief or, or live a very calm-centered life. And there are scientific studies that seem to show the relevance of this to our aging and to our health. Uh, some of the studies have been done on long-term meditators, and they show that long-term meditators have stabilized their anterior nervous system, the part of the brain, the back of the brain that controls our organs and glands. Yeah. And, that, and that by stabilizing those parts of our body, those, those help give us a healthier st- stability that, that goes with our, our whole lives. So I think that's a, a indirect way of showing that spiritual practices really help improve our health. To me, this is the most important thing a person can do for themselves because it reduces stress. It gives people more happiness. Um it's generally a very positive thing. Mindfulness is a very positive thing in people's lives. Yes, it's because,
0: it's so yeah. important and I really find that many people, especially here, they retire and they live day to day. They don't have a purpose anymore, they lose their spiritual connection, they spend their days watching T V and then they wither away, get dementia and die. What a yes. sad, sad case.
1: Yes, absolutely. So then I got into, after there's like four or five spiritual principles, but those are the highlights. Then I got into some more traditional things in terms of what does science tell us about longevity? And there are some important things that have come out of that. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, like there are different things uh, that you can take, different supplements. An example is resverterol, which is from red wine. And several studies have shown how that can improve your longevity.
0: Yeah, I myself, I'm a member of the Life Extension Foundation for 10 years, which has as a goal extending the human life in a healthy way. So I really like that.
1: Yes, yes. So there are a lot of things from science that are useful. Right. What, I gener- what I generally try and teach people is that there are two aspects to health and wellness. There are traditional medicine mm. and health, health and medicine, which is important. And has very been very productive in people's lives. Our culture is based on that, but also the alternative wellness practices and everything to do from again meditation to um, to uh, massage to um, acupuncture, yes. chiropractic,
0: spiritual. and all that. I found myself that. The conventional medicine has done very well in the management of acute diseases. When suddenly something happens, you have a severe infection, yes, they fix you. But it has sorely disappointed in the management of chronic diseases because, as you say, they don't have that integrative approach that we need to fix it.
1: Yes, yes. So, so I think we're on the same page there. Mm-hmm. In fact, i talked to a number of MDs. Some agree with me, some don't. I have one lady here in Torrance, California, who runs an anti-aging clinic, who's a very strong proponent of my, uh, my belief and what I, what I propose to people. Yeah. Although I've talked to other MDs who mainly disagree with me about the validity of my research on long-lived people. I haven't had anybody, any any MD come out directly and contradict what I'm saying about the importance of uh, all the aspects of our being. So I think there's some agreement there. Although most people don't realize that doctors, although they're heavily trained in medical school, really aren't trained on some of these aspects of longevity. That's a much more specialized field. Yes. So...
0: And I, I know because I have been conventionally trained as a doctor in Germany and most of the training that doctors get is about what medication to apply to what label that you can give to people. But okay. put them in a the box and then give them the pills for the box, which is very unsatisfactory.
1: Thank you for saying that because that validates what I'm thinking. Mm.
0: And then I became a naturopath in Germany also, which you can combine it. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't apply it because the health system only allows five minutes per patient and you can't do a reasonable <laughs> approach in that time. So then when I came to Canada, I became a health coach on top of everything. So
1: <laughs> oh, interesting. I didn't realize that. So you yeah. had a similar evolution.
0: Yeah, I had I had a quite a long evolution and I went through a bad story myself. Uh, and uh, I learned that it is so important to have a purpose and a spiritual connection and uh, eat reasonably, take the right supplements, and you'll get better. Okay. And I, agree, uh, I couldn't agree more with you. Whether the people get 250 or 150 years old really doesn't matter as long as they are happy and healthy.
1: Yes, that's what we all want. We want happy and healthy lives. We don't want to just live in a wheelchair um For many, many years, we want to be out and active in some fashion. I I want to mention one other principle, Mm -hmm. which I don't talk about enough, but that's my principle number nine, the importance Mm -hmm. of intuition for safety. Yeah. Uh, Now, this is a pretty far out thing. I guess a lot of what I talk about here can be far out for many people. But one of the things that happened to me as a result of my meditation and spiritual growth was I had a lot of premonitional experiences. And I, I wrote a whole book about that, about prophecy. And how you can do it. But basically, one of the things I learned is that we can use our intuition for safety. And to me, if you're going to put some principles together about longevity, once you've handled all your health and your motivation and everything, the biggest danger to your life is accidents. So I thought it was important to include a principle about how you can avoid accidents. And I think through our intuition, we can do that. I have exercises people can follow to uh, like uh, for taking a trip and visualizing the trip and to let their intuition kick in. If there's going to be any problem, I'm not the only person who thinks that it turns oh. out the U S army is now writing a manual. And I don't know if it's the army or the Marines, but it's how soldiers can use their intuition for safety in battle. So it's really interesting.
0: I firmly believe in that. And I had many instances in my later life when Intuition led to something they call synchronicity, and I'm still developing my intuition for safety because I was raised without intuition. It was all reason, science reason. That was it. So in my later life, I developed that all part, and I'm still in the process of doing that. But you are completely right. It is very important, and everybody is intuitive.
1: Well, you're pretty open-minded for a doctor, Christine.
0: I hope I am. I I actually researched as a young person already uh, spirituality and psychology and parapsychology and uh, it was interesting about uh, even about extraterrestrials on Earth. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's possible.
1: Well, I that's a whole different subject, but I do Mm -hmm. believe the uh, you know hundred billion plus stars in our galaxy and two trillion galaxies out there are the latest estimates. That there's got to be other consciousness, which is, in many cases, more evolved than we are. So it's something I believe in, but yeah, that's a whole that's a whole different subject.
0: Yes, it is. Yeah, but but you're right. I believe that too. And coming back to health, I think an open-minded mind and a willingness to learn is part of a good health.
1: Yes, yes. So um, you know, in my business, um, I'm mm-hmm. kind of. A, Leading edge, I call it, of what a lot of people are propounding. Yes. And I've, I've got longevity coaching programs. I've got online training programs for people who want to learn the longevity lifestyle. I've got a membership site and I'm partnering with people uh, around the country. And, you know, I'm, but so if you want to go to my website, can I mention my website? Yes, please do. Okay. You can find out a lot of information about what I'm doing. My website is. Personal-Longevity.com. Again, Personal-Longevity.com. I have a huge blog on there. It's, it's, I think it's the world's largest blog on longevity. I publish an article or two a week. I'm up to I think 950 some articles right now. And uh, so you know, the, this it's it's helped me a lot because in doing this blog, I've read a lot of the latest research and and positions about longevity for the last several years. So it's really helped educate me a lot. Uh, and I'll mention another interesting fact, if you don't mind. Please do. Um, you know, weight, our weight is important. It certainly can affect our health. And uh, you're familiar with BMI, body mass index. Of course. And there's a lot of uh, tables out there showing body mass index. For yeah. the people that are, They have what I call a thin thin area, regular area, and obese area, and then super yeah. obese. Well, it turns out the latest research on weight is that the healthiest people who live the longest actually are slightly obese just over the regular area and into the slightly obese area. It's really an interesting yeah. conundrum.
0: I read but, that a few years ago in the life insurance statistics. That was interesting yes. too, yeah. So people who are yeah, just right. And I think it's very important that people are happy with their weight. People that are constantly unhappy with themselves, whether they are thin or thick, I don't think they will get old.
1: Yes. That, and also those same studies show that people who are the thinnest, when they get older, we're not going to live as long. So if you're terribly thin when you get older, that's not a good thing either. So I... so anyway, there's a lot of interesting research out there about longevity.
0: Yeah, and I, I recommend everybody to go to your website and check it out because there is a lot of good research on it. I was on it. I read some of it. It is really interesting.
1: Thank you. I, oh, I also want to mention I just got an article published today in Consumer Health Digest. It's called Get Long-Term Life Even with Level High Levels of Daily Stress. So I hope people uh, can find that article and read about it. Again, in Consumer Health Digest. It's online. I don't know if they have a printed version like they used to. I think.
0: Well, uh, mostly people go online nowadays. Even the older ones, and the ones that stay younger, getting old, <laughs> they do.
1: No. So, is there anything else uh, you want to ask about, or? No,
0: I am very happy with our talk and I'm very happy to have you on the show. Thank you very much. And I will post your website, uh, a link to your website in my website and underneath in the description of this podcast. So viewers are sure to find you.
1: All right. Thank you, Christine.
0: Thank you very much, Martin. Have a great day and have a great life.
1: All right. Take care.
0: Bye-bye.